Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm excited about what God is doing today for us, with us, and in the midst of us. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm glad to have you with us tonight. Whether you're watching us by YouTube, Twitter, or by uh, the Daily Gospel Network, I want to take this time and thank you for visiting us and watching the broadcast this evening because we're expecting God to do something dramatic this year in 2022. And I'm excited about it, and I want you to be excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us during this entire year. Amen. Yeah, just position a little different. Uh, we still haven't turned. There you go. A little. That's good. That's good. That's good. Trying to get the lighting system set up. It's always backwards around here. But anyway, I'm excited about what God is doing. Bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Because we need God's grace, we need God's mercy, we need God's guidance and help every day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you on behalf of those that are here with me this evening and those that are watching wherever the way they may be watching this evening or today. Oh, God, I ask that you touch every liberal soul, break every yoke, oh, God. Let the blood of Jesus be applied to their lives. I bind the hand of the enemy on every hand, loose their conscience, loose their soul, and let them go free in Jesus' name, that they can serve God in peace and walk with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. Today, one of the biggest issues we have with people walking with God is confidence. <clears throat> I'll say it again. One of the biggest issues we have today with people walking with God is confidence. Without confidence, you can't really walk with God. You can't serve God. You could be religious. You could be religious but not walk with God. Because you got to have confidence in the Bible. Say, he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we have to have confidence in God. Get your Bibles and go with me to 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 19. And let's talk about confidence and what really went on. <clears throat> 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 19. Look at that verse. And Rabshak and said, uh, said unto them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? I'll read it again. <clears throat> and Rabshak said unto them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah, Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? <coughs> well, the king of Assyria was going to learn who that uh, uh, Hezekiah trusted in and served. A lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of people uh, uh, have this assumption that um, your trust in God don't mount to nothing, but I'm going to tell you it does. Hezekiah was a man that walked with God and served God as a king. He did what he was supposed to do before God. But the thing here is, when you read this story about Hezekiah, that the people 
from Assyria assumed that who he trusted in and had confidence in was a nobody. Little did they know that the one that Hezekiah trusted in was the living God, the God of Israel, almighty God, the Savior, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and an end, the bright I am, the great I am. But just like today, a lot of people assume that God don't exist and we have confidence in something that don't exist. But see, until you get to know God for yourself, you're not going to know the confidence that we have. And I mean, Hezekiah already knew who God was. He had no doubt about who God was. He had confidence and he trusted in it. See, there's different. You can't, you can't trust without confidence and you can't have confidence without trust. You got to have confidence and trust in God. Hezekiah had both. Hezekiah knew that God was able to perform his word. God was able to work anything out. There was no doubt about it. Here's a man that uh, turned his face to the wall and cried unto God when the prophet Isaiah came to him and told him he was going to die. And God feared that man's life 15 more years. Hezekiah had confidence in God. Unlike a lot of people today that don't have no confidence in God, they doubt everything about what God does. They don't know the God of Israel. You may live your life. You may have dragged all your troubles from 2021 into 2022, foolishly thinking that, oh, uh, I hope I guess. Don't hope and just have confidence in God. Yeah, he's going to work everything out. The Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds and casting down every imagination and exalt of a sense of exalted self against the knowledge of God. Confidence. Having confidence in God that God is going to make a way. Now see, let me tell you something. There's one thing to say with your mouth. I trust God, and it's another thing to trust him. It's another one thing to say, I believe God, and it's another thing to believe God. See, you can say anything you want with your mouth. This is why the people from the king of Assyria came and they questioned, who was this person that Hezekiah had faith in? Who was this person that Hezekiah had confidence in? Who is it? I want to know. I want to know who this is because the great king of Assyria sent me to find out. I want to know so I can go back and tell my king who Hezekiah is trusting in. And they told him he trusted in the God of heaven. They had to take that back to the king of Assyria and say, Hezekiah know folks over there trust in a living God. Almighty God, that's who they trust in, and I don't think you need to mess with them. But you know what most kings do? They are, they are, they are meddle with you. That's, the devil ain't got no sense sometimes. He's going gonna, he gonna to meddle with you. Not realizing that God and Jacob is on your side. El Shaddai, El Hillary, you got him there. You got confidence in him. 
and he's going to move in your behalf. It's just something to think about when you have true confidence in God. You're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you hear. You're only moved by what God works, and he said that he'll work it out for you. God said, I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will truly bring it to pass. That's for sure. That's why I tell people, if God truly promised you something. If God truly said it, he can't lie. Take your life on it. If God truly promised you something, beloved, he will do it. That's a fact. That's not a theory. That's not a theory. If God promised you deliverance, he's going to deliver you. But you got to be willing to accept this deliverance. When you look at this subject about confidence, Hezekiah had confidence in God. No matter who didn't have, he did. So you got to understand something. It don't matter who in your household don't have confidence in God. You need to make sure you have confidence in God. You need to make sure that you know God for yourself. That's where the, that's where the thing is. It's not your mother, your brother, your cousin, your uncle. Now, the president or whatever, whoever you lead, it don't matter. They don't have no confidence in God. They don't have to know God. They don't have to whatever, ever, ever, ever serve God. It's you that can hold the key to the kingdom from all these people, for all these people by you having confidence in God, and by you walking with God. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 118. Always King James Version. Psalms 118. Thanks to you, those of you that just came in in the chat room. Uh, Psalms 118. Look at that verse, Psalms 118, verse 8. <clears throat> Listen to this. It is better to trust in the Lord. That's what it said. It is better to trust in the Lord. Isn't that something? It is better to trust in the Lord than put your trust, to put your confidence in man. Let me read it again. It is better to put it is better to put trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. Why? It's better to put your confidence and your trust in God than in man, because man is nothing but flesh and bones. He is subject to failure. Are y'all listening to me today? Man is subject to failure simply because he's man. That's something to think about. Man is subject to failure simply because he's man. All right? You don't believe me? Think about this. If a person gets sick, they can't come and help you. <coughs> if they're bedridden, they can't move. If their car gets stuck on a highway, they can't come to your rescue with their car. If it breaks down on the highway, then you're going to have to wait. But the Bible tells us in this Psalms 118 and 8, put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord and don't have no confidence in man. Well, you say, well, I got to have some type of confidence in man. He's talking about your ultimate confidence. Your trust in the Lord. Listen to this. Your trust in the Lord when you get in a cab. Let the cab driver in his right mind. He ain't on no drugs or drunk. Amen. And he go flying down the highway and get both of y'all killed. 
because you don't know. I really, when you really, really think about it, you get on a plane or a train. You don't know if that person piloting in that train or riding that, that excuse me, piloting the plane and riding that train is all there upstairs. Did you hear me? You don't know if they're all in their right mind upstairs. You don't know. You actually do not know if they're all in their right mind upstairs. They can come to work upset about something and then their mind is distracted. I'm telling you. Maybe they're not doing that deliberately, but they came distracted, their girlfriend, their wife, their children, something distracted them. There's a story of a lady <clears throat> in Jersey, New Jersey. Uh, 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 I don't know what part of Jersey it was. I think it was Jersey. This lady, listen to this. <clears throat> she drove her car up to the train tracks, right? Okay. She got out of her car. Listen to this. She got out of her car. I think it was just, I can't remember what Sadie was. She got out of her car and looked down to see the train coming. She looked and seen the train coming. Would you believe this woman got in her car and drove on the car, right on the train tracks and sat there? And then when she started, she must be distracted in her mind. And as she was distracted, she went to put that car in reverse. It was too late. The train killed her. The train just swiped that car like a piece of paper. Why? Distraction in the mind. You got to know where your confidence is. You can get on the train or plane the bus or your car. Or even get out and walk down the block some psycho back or run you over. I'm not making this up. You got to know where your confidence is. You got to put confidence in God that God is going to get you from point A to B. I often tell the story how often some executives go to leave home. Get to work. Catch a heart attack right now, a few minutes after 9 o'clock in the morning. This happens a lot. You got to know that God is going to be with you, that God is going to stay with you. You got to have confidence in God that God is going to be with you. You got to live a life where God wants to be with you. See, everybody want to be with God. Everybody want to walk with God. Everybody want to, oh, yeah, I go to church. Oh, blah, 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 blah. No, you want God to be with you. God ain't with everybody. Look at that verse. Verse. Eight of Psalm 118 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than put your confidence in man. There's a reason why. Because man, the arms of flesh, they fail you. Sometimes not deliberately or sometimes not willingly, but they, well, people will feel you. I feel people. Ain't no such pretending. I feel some people. I couldn't be there. I couldn't get there. I went to sleep or whatever. I feel those people. Because we're not God. God is capable of performing every jot of word and letter that he says. We're not. Amen. We can promise somebody 
Uh, let me give you an example of me messing up. <clears throat> I wanted to bless somebody with some money, so I sent it the wrong way. He didn't get it. They don't want it. They can't get it. I had to turn around and send it another way because I forgot human flesh. Forgot that they don't use that 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 uh that uh money service at all. They don't use them. They don't like them. They're not gonna use them on no terms. But I forgot. But oh, I, I was a willing heart of mine to do that. But the point is, I forgot they had been told me they don't like the service. They won't use the service, and other people had problems with the service X Y Z. Oh, they were happy when I sent the money at uh, another way. Oh, they were excited. But the point was, I failed them when I first sent, sent it because they were frustrated that I can't get it. I don't have a account with them. I don't use that service. I don't like that service. Confidence in men. We put confidence in men and women and expect them to do certain things first and they literally fail us. And then we all blow out of proportion. We all upset because they failed us. This is why the Lord said, put your trust in him. Okay, listen to this. The scripture plainly states where we fail consistently. It said in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he would direct your path. That's why he said, put your trust in him and not have confidence in man. Because man is subject to failure, whether it's willingly, deliberately, and sometimes unknowingly. People will fail you. They'll assume things without even having facts. That's human. I say human. That's how humans are. We assume things without having a hundred percent fact about something. Oh, come on, all of us. I'm not the only one. We assume we judge by our eyesight in the spirit. We got to judge by the spirit. Probably let's see if it's of God. You got to really do this thing. You got to do it according to what the scripture has declared. There's a song that we used to sing um, when we, I used to, uh, in, in church. It said, go something like this. <clears throat> Walking by faith with the Lord. Walking by faith with the Lord. Walking by faith and not by sign. Walking by faith with the Lord. That's how we have to be. Walking by faith with the Lord and not by sight because we want to have confidence in God. Amen. You know what? Do you know a chair is a tricky thing? A chair. C-H-A-I-R. A chair. Amen. You say, what are you talking about? Okay. Do you know the average person sits in a chair in faith that that chair going to hold them? Now, underneath the screws may have been taken out, and the person just had the, 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 uh, the seat sitting on it. You don't know that. You just sit on it. You actually have confidence in that chair, and you have faith in that chair that you're gonna, it's going to hold you, and you sit on it, and boom! <laughs> your, your confidence was in vain, and so was your faith. Your behind is hurt. <laughs> See the difference with confidence and, and trust and faith? These are different. These are different when you have confidence and trust in the Lord. It is different when you have trust 
and confidence in the Lord. God tells us not to have confidence in man, not to put out confidence in man. No, because he know he know they gonna fail. He's been around forever. He knows man gonna fail. If man failed him, you think they're not gonna fail you? Okay. Who failed first? Adam and Eve. There you go. Who do they fail? They failed the Lord. If they're gonna fail the Lord, you know they're gonna fail you. Amen. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. If man fails them, you know they're gonna fail you. Confidence. Having the right type of confidence that can move mountains in your life. That can move mountains in people's lives around you. I'm, I'm dead serious. The Bible said faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things you have not seen yet. Gotta have confidence that it's gonna work. Oh, yeah, I listen to me. You gotta have confidence that it's gonna work. Amen. Not everybody wants to walk with God 100%. Some people just want what they can get out of them, but they don't have confidence in them. They're only excited by God when something exciting happens. No, 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 they don't know that. Confidence. Having confidence in the living God is very important. Understanding that God is the God of trust and faith. And he want us to put our confidence in him because he's a God of confidence. That's where it comes from. It's just like a connection. You, you, you know, this is what it is. When you go on the highway, you take different highways sometimes. But the unique thing about all the highways, they all connect. All the highways are connecting together. They're connecting. My wife always say about here where we live, she don't even do as much driving as I do. And she could be telling me where, you know, where they are connect. You can go there and they connect it. And it'd be true. They've been connecting. My son is the same way. He don't drive. Well, he drives a lot now more. But before, he would be telling me stuff. I would be gold place. I said, I drive more than you and my wife. Why did, why did you guys know all this stuff? They don't drive as much as me. But yet they know tell, they could tell me. Forget GPS. They could tell me where to make a connecting stream. <laughs> <clears throat> Having the right info, the right info. Let's move on. Go to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26. Look at that verse. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. <clears throat> this is what it says. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. I'm going to read it again. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Oh, before I move on, let me tell you a little big giant secret that everybody misconfused or confused about. I don't know. Here's the secret everybody's not God's children. So, what you mean, God? Everybody's not God's children. Everybody's not God's children. Everybody don't know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. Everybody's not God's children. Everybody's God's creation. That's the difference. 
Everybody is God's creation, but everybody's not God's children. You does not believe and accept Christ as their personal savior. They are God's children, according to the scripture. So now let's look at that verse again. <clears throat> For in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Oh, glory to God. Strong confidence in the Lord. Woo! I'm telling you, God can give you some strong confidence in him. Well, you don't waver. Well, you don't let what you hear affect your faith. And what you see, he tore your faith. I've been down that road. I know that God can do anything but fail. If everybody I know dropped dead today, I know God still is a resurrector. I know God still is a healer. I know God still is a savior. You can't take that from me because I already know it. When I used to do street services years and years and years and years ago, I remember one day I would get ready to do a street service and the devil started talking to me. They're going to kill you when you go out there. You're going to die today. You're going to die today. They're going to Oh, I'm like, whatever. <clears throat> I thought, I'm like, whatever. I'm still going out there. I just died. Oh, I'm about a president of the Lord. I was one of those young guys that was really serious. God, so I didn't care. And I wasn't worrying about it because I was expecting God to protect me and he protected me. Back in the 80s when the planes were falling out of the sky, I was getting on planes. I wasn't living in fear. I was living in confidence in God that God was going to protect me. You got to really know who you trusted. You listen to this. Some people trust their pastors. Some people trust their uh, trust priests. Some people trust rabbis. But all that confidence in rabbis, priests, and all this other stuff. And I'm a pastor. And I'm going to tell you, don't put all your confidence in me because I'm human. I'm subject to feel if I don't keep my eyes on the Savior. Hello, you got to understand that. We're human. We are subject to sin, fail, and do ungodly stuff. But we do not keep our focus on God. That's the truth. I mean, I'm being honest. I don't care how much they wear those brown hair things on their head and robes and staffs and giant chains around their neck and all that nonsense. That ain't got nothing to do with eternal life. It got to do with looking good for your organization. But this scripture here says, in the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. And his children shall have what? A place of refuge. Somewhere to go safe. We're not really talking about a building. But let me tell you something. The church of the New Testament started outside. It didn't start in these glamorous cathedrals. Amen. Everybody been brainwashed. That church starting all these fancy buildings and storefronts here in America and, and some of those uh, 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 fancy churches in other countries, it did not start in none of them. None. Zero. Zip. Zero. I don't care what nobody tell you. According to the scripture, Jesus walked outside preaching to thousands of people. The apostles walked outside. Then people started having services in their house. They don't want to have house services no more. They say that's not going to church. That's why they can't get right with God. They're wrapped up in some cathedral. 
confidence in God. You can have the biggest, most glamorous building and corner of the church and God ain't there. God ain't there at all. I ain't never been there. I remember hearing the story. And this is interesting. This was down in the Southlands. I don't know exactly where. Uh, uh, this black old man, uh, old guy, he was sitting on the steps of this church. We had said uh, whites only. It's church. Whites only. So we sitting on the steps. They're sitting there listening to the preaching and the singing. So one of the people came out to the door and said, I'm sorry, we can't let you in. He said, that's okay. God is in there anyway. <laughs> he said, God's not in there. God is not the God of racism. Amen. He's the God of salvation. The Bible said that him that served God must serve him in spirit and in truth. God ain't in there. If you see a church that said black only, Korean only, Chinese only, God ain't in there. The devil is. Okay? Let me tell you a little secret before we move on. I like to tell you a little secret. Do you know? Let me pray for the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, touch every number, say, watching this brief TV broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their life and meet the needs of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know that everything under the sun has a purpose? Do you know that everybody that's supposed to be saved must first be willing to get saved? Think about that. Everybody that's supposed to be saved have to be willing to get saved. You think about uh, uh, churches. First of all, let's talk about churches. Churches are first supposed to be based off its community. If it's a black community, African-American community, or Caucasian community, or Korean community, that church should first be filled up with those people from that community. Then it should open its doors for other people from other communities to come. Not just, no, no, we can't let you come in. Confidence in God. Look at that verse. It says, in Psalms 118 and 26 says, excuse me, excuse me, Proverbs 14 and 26 says, in the fear of the Lord of strong confidence and his children, his children, not the devil children, you know what Jesus talked about? Some of them say, you know, child of the devil. So everybody's not got children. <laughs> everybody's not got shot. But he says in the scripture, Proverbs 14 and 26, that his children shall have a place of refuge. Amen. You can run to God. You can run to God because he's a refuge, not just the building. Some of them buildings are not open 24 hours a day, but heaven is open 365 days a year. You could go to God. We used to sing that. They used to sing that song. I can go to God in prayer. You can go to God in prayer anytime you want. Because why? Heaven is not like earth. Some folks think heaven and earth are the same. They're totally two different places. You could talk to God 
You could call. That's why you need to be saved. That's why you need to have Jesus Christ as your personal savior, not be religious. I told a young individual not too long ago that um, I'm anti-religion. They said, what? You're anti-religion? I said, salvation has nothing to do with religion. It does not. It doesn't have anything to do with religion. It has to you do with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and his father. And the Holy Ghost operating in your life. It ain't got nothing to do with you being religious. Religions require a lot of stuff. Check this out. Certain religious organizations, you got to dress a certain way. You got to act a certain way. But with God, Bible said, come just as you are. Come as you are. God clean you up and put you on the right path. It's, it's just the truth. It's where you have your confidence in. It's, it's just true. But the thing I like about this verse, it tells you that his children have a place of refuge when everything falls apart, but nobody want to help you, nobody understand you. You have a refuge in the Lord. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. You have a refuge in God. That's why you have to have confidence in him, strong confidence in God. Your confidence can't be based off other people. I don't care what other people do. Don't matter to me. The Bible said, as you see the light of God's word, walk therein. You got to see the light of God's word. You got to take time and read God's word. You got to allow God to saturate your mind and your spirit with his word. I ain't offering you no golden sin filter or no. Uh, 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 holy water from Jerusalem, all that nonsense. I ain't got nothing to offer you but the gospel of Jesus Christ. If that can do it, nothing can. I ain't got no blessing plan. You want to be blessed, obey God. He'll bless you. <laughs> I ain't got no blessed oil. I ain't a prosperity preacher that's going to tell you all day that God wants to bless you because if you read the Bible, it already tells you God wants to bless you if you obey him. He'll bless you going in and he'll bless you coming out. That's what the scriptures say. You don't need no prosperity lie coming and say, God's going to bless you. Oh, please. Who you got your confidence in? Who you have your confidence in is going to show up later in your life. I'm dead serious. If you haven't built confidence in God, when you need him most, he's not going to be there because you haven't invited him. See, people, people think that uh, because their name is Jane, Harry, Billy, blah, blah, blah. Are they on a deathbed? Are they sick, man? Oh, I'll call on God. He'll help me now. All this time, God been saying, the day you hear my voice, hard not your heart, you've been telling God, I ain't interested in you. Now you're sick, broke, you ain't got no money. Oh, God, help me. He doesn't have to. We, we make a, I'm, I'm be honest, we make a terrible mistake. We think God is stupid. Oh, yes, we do. Because we do whatever we want. Yes, he's long-suffering. Yes, he does. He loves us. He's long-suffering. But some people try to cite God when they know, listen to this, they know they need to repent of their sin. They know they need to come out of the life they live in. But they're going to live it to the last drop. And then they're going to run this number. Oh, God, save me. 
I'm serious. Just imagine somebody playing around with the mafia. Murder mafia will kill you. They done told you if you don't give them their money, they're going to kill you. Now you didn't give me your money. Here you come to God. Oh, God, save me. The mob is going to kill me. You already know from day one they told you if you didn't give them back their money, they were going to kill you behind. It's who you got your confidence in. <laughs> Don't put your confidence in man, people. God is a refuge for his children. I like that. I like that. You can pat yourself on the back. I got a refuge in God. I could go to God whenever I feel like it. When I walk right. When I talk right. When I live right before God. Because I have confidence in him. You want to live for God because not only you have confidence and you have trust. Come, come being completely submerged in faith in God. Isn't that something? You know, when you when you go swimming, right? You can completely submerge yourself in the water, just go under the water. And that's how you should be. You should be submerged in faith and trusting God. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3. And verse 12. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. Listen to this. Listen to this. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Let me read it again. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. Listen to that. Listen to that. We have boldness. We can come to the Lord. We have access. We have access. You know when you have the right password, it's access granted. You know when you don't have the past right password, you're not getting in. I have some things that if you lose the password, you're never getting in. <laughs> I have some stuff like that. If you lose the password and you don't know the security words, you're never getting in. Never. But the scripture says we have access. Ooh, that's beautiful. We have access, and, or we have boldness and access. <clears throat> it says we have boldness and access with confidence. By faith in by faith in Christ Jesus. Ooh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, got to get it. Let me say it one more time. We have boldness and access. Boldness. But listen now, there's something else with confidence. Amen. By faith in Him. With boldness and access. 
his confidence and mm -hmm. faith in him. See, that's the thing. Those things you need. Confidence, boldness, and access. What I like, what I like about the access part, nobody, listen to this, nobody can stop you from having the access that you need to God's throne. But you. You can allow people to cause you to lose your access to God. That's on you. The scripture said if we ask anything and we have confidence that he'll do it, he'll do it according to his will. But to have access and boldness, the access is not given to everybody. Everybody don't have access to the throne room. Everybody don't have access to God. But everybody don't want to serve God. They want to be religious. Being religious is not accessible to the throne room. People would get all dressed up on Sunday or Friday night or Bible study night. Very rarely have prayer meeting people going. You might find one or two people there praying. And some of the one or two people there praying have, can't get a prayer through because they ain't live right. <clears throat> but the thing what you look at here, access, true access comes from your life that you live before God. I always tell a story about me, about when I first got saved, I was asking, I asked God, I told the story before, I asked God because I was a bit confused or, or didn't understand whatever it was, uh, my pastor and them was saying, oh, you can worship and praise God all day long, worship and praise God all day long, and I was a bike messenger and I wanted to know how in the world am I going to be riding around my bike going, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, sooner or later I'm going to hit something, somebody going to run my behind over. It might even carry me away on a street straight jacket, run around delivering packages. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you. I laid across my bed and I asked the Lord, I said, How do we praise you all day? I don't know. And the Lord spoke to me and told me by living right all day long. That don't sound like a lot, but it's a whole lot because there are 24 hours in a day. You live one minute at a time, one second at a time. Amen. That's why that song says, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Oh, yes. Help me today. Show me the way. One day at a time. Oh, yes. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all, that's all I'm asking of you. Oh, yeah. Help me today. Show me the way. One day at a time. Hallelujah. That song is true. We can only live one day at a time. I know in the stock market, we buy stock securities and all that, and they could be five years in advance, or the stocks and bonds and five or 10 or 30 years in advance. But I'm going to tell you, beloved, you got to have confidence in God because you can only live one day at a time. One moment at a time. That song is true. One day at a time. Sweet Jesus. 
That's all I'm asking of you. Oh, yes. Lord, help me today. Show me the day, the way. One day at a time. Show me the way. One day at a time. And that's really being shown through God's word. One day at a time. You know, you can't live a week in the back. You, you can't, you can't. They can pay you on your job a week in the back. You can drive that. You can only live one moment at a time. You got to have a confidence and got to trust him that you'll see another day. Because it's not guaranteed. No. And I, it's not guaranteed you're going to see another hour, another week. It's not just not being truthful. You have to trust God and have confidence in him. Amen. That's why the scripture says here. That's why it says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. One day at a time, we have boldness and we have access with confidence and faith by faith in him. And that's in Christ Jesus. One day at a time. Your confidence in God is built over time. It's not all in one day. Some people get saved today and start preaching and running revivals tomorrow and make a big, huge mess. Mislead people, they misled themselves, then they quit because they don't know God. Yeah. They haven't met him, really. They just got saved, had a little tiny experience one day, and somebody told them they was a preacher. <laughs> preaching is not peaches and cream. It's preaching, and it's telling the truth and living the truth. Preachers got to get to understand that you got to live what you're preaching and stop preaching and not live it. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John 3.21. 1 John 3.21. In the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verse 21, it says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. I'll read it again. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. What is he talking about? Okay. Your life has to meet up with what the scripture says, number yeah. one. Your life has to meet up with what the scriptures say, and you'll have confidence towards God. Amen. But you're not going to know if your life meet up towards, towards God unless you get into God's word and apply the word of God to your life. Amen. People try to read the Bible. You know, when I was talking to a young man, and we were discussing a couple of things, and he was talking about, I'm studying the Bible, I'm reading the Bible. I'm getting it myself. I'm getting it myself. I said, I want to tell you something. You can read the Bible as literature in college, and it does nothing for you spiritually because you only read it as literature just to get uh, uh, credits. Because you could actually go to college and read the Bible as literature to get credits. Religious education, whatever you want to call it. The Bible said, except the man be born again, he cannot still enter into the kingdom of heaven. You must be born again. People say, what do you mean born again? Am I going to my mother's womb one more time? No, dumb, dumb. You're so educated. Some of y'all got masses, THDs, and QRs, or whatever you got. It means that you must be born spiritually. Amen. 
You must accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and become a babe in Christ and begin to walk with God step by step. Of course, you make mistakes. All babies fall, flip and flop. I never heard of a baby that never made, that didn't never make a mistake. And then cry, ma! I would think something wrong with the kid. Never made a mistake, never made a mess, never poo poo on himself, never did nothing. He did everything right. I'd be worried about that kid. I would take him to see a doctor. Everything wrong with you, right? Just keep. They don't never do nothing wrong. Never make a mistake ever. I'd be scared to death of that kid. No kidding. But it's not normal. Children are children. They're going to do the Bible even say, you know, a child by his way. No, you got to go by what the scripture said here. Okay, so now look at that verse one more time. John chapter, uh, John, first John chapter three and verse 21. Look at it. It said, beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence in God. Make sure what you're doing and how you are living is lined up with God's word. Then you can have that confidence. Then you can have that boldness. Then you can have that access to God. It does not work no other way. It does not work outside of the word of God. I don't care what nobody say. The word of God is the same in every country. We all must repent of our sins. We all must repent of our sins. We all must accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior. I don't care what country you're in. Some countries are freer than others, that's true. But we must all accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior. I don't care what, you know what? I was reading the book uh, in the book of Revelations uh, some time ago, and that, that was the Bible is talking about the kings of the earth from all over the earth will bring their glory into the new Jerusalem. That saved king. We got to have confidence in God that's real, not fake. We got to walk with God righteously, not fake. And be honest. You know, one of the things I learned about God, you got to be honest with him. Some people just pray to pray. Don't do that. Pray with meaning. You want you want to build a relationship with God. You want to talk to Him and pray and let Him talk back to you and guide you and direct you. you want it to be one day at a time. So, let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter three. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter three and verse fourteen. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. It said, we are made partakers of Christ. Listen to this part. If we hold the beginning of our confidence, confidence steadfast unto the end. Let me read it. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Not, you know what? Preachers run around lying, telling people that once saved, always saved. It is no such thing. The Bible said we die daily. We renew daily. God's grace is renewed daily. God's mercies are renewed daily to us. And then you look at this verse. It says, for we are made partakers of Christ. 
listen to this. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end of time, until the, when the Lord calls us home, there is no such thing as once say, always say. It's never been no such thing, and there'll never be no such thing. Amen. I know preachers running around saying, once saved, always saved. You don't have to repent no more. You need to repent daily because you don't know what you did. You may have offended God. You may have offended somebody. Keep the airways clear. Ask the Lord to forgive you every day. Don't be a hypocrite. People mess up. I never met nobody that didn't mess up. Nobody. They may offend somebody. They may insult somebody. As scripture says, if we hold fast the confidence that we had from the beginning when we got saved, unto the end, step fast unto the end. Not harsh. I don't know why people think when they get saved, it's a vacation. Oh, I'm coming on the Lord's side oh, for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> they used to sing that song, um, come on, on in the, what is it? Come in, in the Lord's house. It's going to rain. Gonna rain down fire. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's a fact. You know, people only talk about people going to hell, but I'll, I'll tell you the truth. That's not correct. If you did not live right and you died in your sins, you're gonna go to hell and then you're gonna be turned into the lake of the fire with Satan and his angels. That's even worse, right? <laughs> That's why I want to be saved, brother. I want to be saved, sister. I want to be righteous, righteous, righteous. I want to be godly. I don't want to be lost. I don't care what nobody do. I don't care what nobody do. My wife do, my mother do, my brother do, my cousin do. They ain't got nothing to me. I got to be saved for Bernard. I want eternal life for Bernard. I've been chasing after God since I was 18 years old. I'm not going to stop chasing him now. I want eternal life. I want all God have for me. I go through it now. But I want what God has for me. I want the good, the bad. Wait, nobody wants the bad, but whatever. <clears throat> I don't see nobody jumping up and down when the bad comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at that verse. <clears throat> Hebrews 3.14. Look at what that verse says. It says, it says, we are made partake of Christ. You notice it says, we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence in God. That's what it means. Steadfast unto the, uh, unto the end. We are only made partakers. See, a lot of people make a mistake here. They give their life to the Lord and they start working with the Lord. Then they get mad and they stop walking with God. They backslide. They don't want to serve God no more. And then they think they're going to get eternal life. It's, this is not going to happen. That's why I say you got to hold it from the beginning and step back until the end. It's something you got to do. I love this. It's personal. It's something we have to do each day. I love this. It's personal. It's individual. That's what I like about that. Cause when I was a little boy, we I, I tell a story all the time. When I was a little boy, we went to the church and they used to tell us they were lying. I'm telling you, these people some good lying. They used to tell us that they get we had to give out candy money because they had to take the money up to heaven. And I'm seeing people laugh at me when I tell a story. 
But I was really, they were talking about the angels coming together. I was looking for them. I wanted to see them. They said the angels were coming. I ain't never seen no, all the years I went to that as a kid, I never seen no angel. I never seen no money go nowhere but into the big church. No angel came by. They lied to us. They were just telling the church that, telling the truth that they did. The church need the money. But no, they're going to they gonna lie to us. They're going to teach lies. That's why everybody's not going to heaven. The Bible said no liar, no liar or carry in God's sight. It's right in Revelation 21 and 8. Woo-hoo-hoo. Read it. It's there. Let's move on. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. And verse 26. Listen what it says. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. I'm going to read it again. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Ah, beloved. The Lord shall be your confidence. Y'all ain't listening to me. The Lord shall be your confidence. He wants to be your confidence. And the greatest thing about, he's going to keep your foot from being taken by the enemy. Now that could be, you know what? That could be anything. That could be bill collectors. That could be, that could be all kind of things. But the Lord said, he'll keep your feet from being taken. He'll keep you from drowning in the midst of everything going. I'm telling you, God wants to be our confidence. God Amen. wants to be our confidence, meaning our thoughts, our mind. The Bible said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got to renew our mind with God's word. Amen. We need to get our mind reconditioned according to God's word. You cannot base what you listen. Oh my goodness. I don't care what country you're in. You can't base your life on what the newscasters say. They're paid to say that. You need to put your confidence in God and leave it there. Amen. I'm serious. We living in a day and time in any country, you really got to trust God for yourself. You got to allow God to be your confidence. And you, you got to allow him to come into your life. You got to allow him. You got to allow him to come in. You got to allow him to move and breathe upon you. You got to allow him to work with you. I've heard somebody say, well, I heard a couple of people say, I don't believe in organized religion. I'm with you. I'm not, I, 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 organized religion, I have salvation. I go to churches sometimes. Uh, right now I'm home. Uh, um, and when I, I travel and stuff, as a traveling pastor, I, whatever, um, I fellowship with people, whatever I have to do. And the whole thing is, I'm for salvation. Jesus was so plain about that, that you must be born again. It's not might or want. Jesus said you must. The son of the living God said you must be born again, not might. Yeah, no. I got to get that through your thick skulls. He said you must. 
I don't know if people understand that it's not registering in their brains today. You must not have nothing to do with going to church. People say, oh, you need to go to church. They don't need to go to church. They need to get to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Go to church ain't going to save them. The building can cave in on them. They'll be lost if they didn't know Jesus as their personal Savior. What they going to do? Stand before God and say, the church building cave in on me. I'm coming home. He said, come home. Boy. I don't know you. He said, apart from me, you walk up iniquity because they never knew Jesus as their personal Savior. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious when I say that. I ain't making it up. Look at that verse. Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. The Lord has to be your confidence. It's personal. <clears throat> okay, when men and women get married, it's generally a personal relationship. Now, listen to this. When I was younger, a uh, traveling evangelist, I was sitting at the table with another evangelist. And one of the younger brothers asked him something, and he said the strangest thing to me. He said the strangest thing to I was sitting at the table. He said, well, I need to check with my wife first to see what she was doing. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying he's a man of God. He's been do whatever he wants. I had no idea that when you marry, you got to check with your spouse to find out if they're doing something. If y'all have one car, y'all have something already planned, and you don't remember, you have to check with them. I find out with my wife. What's my wife doing? I don't just say, I'm coming. I'll be there. Oh, I only got I only have one card. I don't need two cards right now. And even if I had two cards or three cards, I still would have to find out if she had something planned that we already scheduled and I may have forgotten about because I do a lot of different stuff. I have business, I have clients, all, all kinds of stuff going on. So I have to I gotta check with her or check the calendar. I just don't say, Yeah, I'm coming, don't worry about it, I'll be there. That's how you that's how you avoid problems. And I'm gonna tell you something. That's why God said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he would direct your path. That's why you can't just say, My brother taught me this. I didn't I ignored him when he first told me. He said, Bernard, every time somebody asks you to come preach in their church, it doesn't mean God wants you to go. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing that over and I'm going that God make it. And I realized uh, someone called me one time. They called me because they wanted to have a fundraising service just to raise money. They wasn't interested. I said, no, let's have a revival. They said, we don't want to have a revival. We just want you to come and preach so we could just raise money. I said, I'm not coming. They said, but why? I said, I don't, I don't do fundraising services. I don't come to preach for money for y'all. I'm coming to win soul. You don't want to win soul? I ain't coming and I didn't go. Today, that church is closed. Okay? Because their motive wasn't right from the get-go. Where your confidence is at. It's very important. Let's look at this scripture here. Look at the scripture. The scripture is telling you that. Look at the scripture. It said, for the Lord shall be thy confidence, your confidence. And you'll keep your foot from being taken. From the enemy taking your foot. From the enemy ripping you off and stealing from you. I'm, I'm, that's why you got to acknowledge God and all your weight. Let God direct your path. The enemy doesn't care about us. I know a lot of people think the devil cares. He don't care about us. He never have, never will. He lost out his rights to the throne. Amen. 
He don't care about us. He wish we would die in our sins. He'll be happy because then he got us. Amen. My messages may be corny as corny can be, but it's the truth. And if the truth can't make you free, nothing will. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, and look at that verse. My pastor used to preach simple, simple, silly messages. Boy, I'm so glad he preached those silly, simple messages because they kept me living right. They Amen. kept me striving to walk with God. I'm Amen. so glad. Thank God he wasn't a wishy-washy preacher. Amen. Oh, my goodness. If he was a wishy-washy preacher, I wouldn't be standing here. Trust me. <laughs> okay, look at the verse. Hebrews 10.35 says, Cast not away your, therefore, your confidence, which you have great recompense of reward. Let me read it again. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't let nobody turn you around and say you don't be saved. You don't need to be righteous. Amen. Amen. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Let it grow. You could have great promise, replicants of reward. Great rewards are waiting for you. The more confidence you have in God, the more he establishes your going, the more he makes ways for you, the more he can brag on you. And then here's the top five. He knows you by your name. Ooh, I love that. Don't you know? I think I was telling my wife this. Don't you know it's a high honor? Or when the president calls you over to walk with him to the uh, car or something like that, that's a privilege. Amen. He said, "Come on, come on over here. Come, come, come and talk with me while I'm walking. Come walk me out. Or come ride with me." Everybody don't get that privilege. Believe me when I tell you. And when yeah. you get that privilege, it's a high privilege. And so let's look at what God is saying. Glory. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Ten thirty-five says, "Cast not therefore." Your cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. God wants to reward you. I know the prosperity and preaching and running around saying all this other stuff, but God wants to reward you. Amen. I like that. God wants to reward you. Amen. The prosperity and preaching around saying, God wants to bless you. No, God wants to reward you. Amen. He already told you in his word he wants to bless you. He wants to reward you for your being obedient. He wants to reward you for living right. He wants to reward you for doing what you're told to do. Amen. Ooh, that's beautiful. Glory, God wants glory, to reward glory. me. God, okay, check this out. Check this out. There's a scripture that says, No good thing will he withhold from them that walk up rightly before him. And here's the icing on the cake. The scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men to think that God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. Woo! You got to love God for yourself. You got to love him more than you love your mama, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, your wife, and everybody else. Amen. You got to love God more than you love money. I know that's kind of offending to some people. You got to love God more than you love money. Amen. Yes, yeah, sir. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We still have to love God more than money because God can give you all the money you need. 
That's right. We amen. we 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 live in this uh, a make believe world, brother. Where um, we live in this make believe world where um, uh, we don't think that we we limit God. That God can't do anything. God can do anything but fail. If I need a million dollars, He's gonna give it to me. That ain't my business. All I need to do is live right. God is gonna cause that million dollars to come in. Now I'm not asking God for no million dollars. No stupidness. Go buy me some yacht. Amen. I'm gonna need that million dollars. I'm better than I'm gonna buy a yacht. I don't need a Macabin. I don't need a Rolls Royce. I don't need none of that. I'm fine with general car that I have. I don't have to have all that, even if I have the money. That all that stuff don't phase me. I could take that same hundred thousand dollars and do something that with. <laughs> that, that don't phase me. I'm not gonna say if you work for it for your business, your job. And you want to buy Macbeth or Rolls Royce or well, whatever? That's up to you, but it don't interest me. I don't have to have that. Now, some of the preachers they gotta have five and six jets. They gotta have two or three limos. They have the five, five and six Macbeth. All this serious stuff for what? You're gonna drive one at a time. Please. Amen, amen. All right. So look at that verse one more time. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Which have great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't let nobody cause your confidence to be cast away. Don't let nobody cause you to lose out with God. And don't cause yourself to lose out. Because we're going to cause ourselves to lose out with God. We're going to cause ourselves to be cut out from God because of our foolishness and our sin. Amen. Glory to God. Don't allow yourself to cause you to be cut out. I have a relative that once told me I'm not gonna let nobody else cause me mess up with God. If anybody gonna mess up with God, it's gonna be me, and I agree with them. I know nobody cause me to lose out with God. No. Amen. 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 Oh, let's move on. We just about finished. Go to Isaiah chapter thirty. Isaiah chapter thirty. In verse 15, I want you to listen to this verse. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. Read it and listen to it. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in return and rest, and ye shall be saved, in quiet and in confidence, ye shall be, be your, shall be your strength, and ye would not. For the, I'll read it again. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in return in rest, and ye shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. God offered that to Israel. God offered them to be saved. God offered them to rest and be saved. God offered them strength and confidence. Listen to what it said. Look at the verse. It says, it says in quietness, if you're gonna give them quietness and confidence, they will be saved, they will be their strength. He said in returning, they will be uh, they will rest and be saved, but they didn't want it. They didn't want what God had, they want what the world had. They wanted what the Romans and the Egyptians, they want what everybody wanted. Today. Today. You go to work on your job, whether you work in a factory or, or you're an executive or a car washer or whatever. Amen. You can't want what other people have. 
is messing us up. You can't want what other people have. You cannot. Amen. You cannot want what other people have. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care how cheesy your job. And first, thank God for your cheesy job and let God grow your job. I'll give you a better one. But stop wanting other people stop. Amen. That's one of the biggest problems people have today in every country. They see somebody driving a nice car. Oh, I want that. They see that. Oh, I want that. Stop it. You see a pretty woman. Oh, I want that. Now you've been with your wife 30 years. You want some younger woman now. Stop that mess. Amen. Stop wanting what's not yours and get what God has for you. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Get what God has for you. That Bible, I'm going to read this verse one more time. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in return and rest, and ye shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. God offered up all the tools for your tranquility, Amen. for your peace. Amen. But you don't want it. I want to be just like some and so. I want. Who cares? You don't know what they did. They could have been horrid to get what they got. Amen. They could have murdered somebody. They could have stole. You don't know. I was trying to be like other people. I had to get that in my head, and I had to get it in my heart. I don't need to be like nobody. Oh yeah. I would look what other people had. I said, Oh man, that's oh yeah. But that's not what God has for me. He may have something better, and I may get that and get jacked. Amen. People buy homes they can't afford, cars they can't afford, be hooked up with women that they can't afford, what kind of stupid stuff. And then you want God to bail you out. <laughs> God not bailing you out your mess. Where is your confidence? Where is the confidence that God has for you? Amen. Where is the confidence that God wants to instill in you or has instilled in you? Don't allow the world to steal your joy, your spiritual joy. Don't allow the world to be your confidence because the world, I'm telling you the truth, the fashion of this world changes. All right, listen to this. My grandmother passed away about what, 30 years ago. Well, 25 years ago. 27. 27? Okay. Now listen to this. My, we don't, nobody really knows how old my grandmother was. Nobody knows. I'm telling you, she was old. My grandmother had clothes that went in fashion four times. Like four times. At least four times. I'm, I'm not pulling your leg. She had clothes. I've never in my life seen my grandmother buy no clothes ever. Her clothes was in fashion at least four times in her lifetime. Four times. My wife's in a whole lot five minutes. Four times. And I was shocked because I would look to her clothes from the 30s and 40s and 50s. And they're just going to recycle to today. It's recycled to today. Even the shoes. I'm like, I can't believe this. Don't put your confidence in the world. You'll be spending thousands of dollars on stuff that's going to go out of fashion, come back in fashion, going, you'll be still spending and already have the stuff. The thing about, I like about God is this. 
He said, I am the Lord thy God that Amen. changeth not. He ain't like us. Don't cast your confidence away because of other people. Know in whom you have your confidence in. Know the life that you live in. I'm not, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just telling you this. I'm speaking about myself. I have no how much I'm trusting it. This ain't no game. This is not a religious thing. This is a life we're talking about. We're talking about eternal life. Amen. We're talking about eternal living here. We're not we're not talking about vacation. This new year, 2022, we don't know what's going to take place. I just got worded. Someone hurt them. So I had an issue, medical issue here in the family. Nobody was expecting it. We were all here. I want to tell you something. You got to live like there's no tomorrow. You got to live a life before God like there's no tomorrow, that tomorrow's not promised to you. When you live a nonchalant life, you're going to live a shabby life. When you live like, oh, whatever, whatever, you're going to live a shabby life. You ain't going to have no real confidence in God. Today, if there's anybody here that's listening to watch this broadcast in the future, I do not know the Lord is your personal Savior. Let's pray. Right now, let's be a prayer, prayer, a simple repentance prayer. Amen. And allow Christ into our lives. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life. Build my confidence in me and you and have confidence in me that I'd obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, beloved, this is something we all have to do. You need to take your time and get a Bible. I use King James Version Bible. I don't know where you are. You can get a King James Version Bible, but that's what I use. <clears throat> that's the closest to the Father I know, to the original text. They don't water down everything. You can come back for our Bible study on Wednesday night. We have Bible study at Wednesday night at 8.15. Uh, every Wednesday night, you can come and enjoy the Lord, and you can also go to our website, www.tabernacledeliverance.org, and you can pull down our, um, on, on Tuesday night or early Wednesday evening, afternoon, you could pull down our uh, Bible study lesson. You'll see it here when you go to the website and click on online service, and then on uh, Wisdom for Life, and then you'll see it at the, uh, at the bottom of the page. Each week, we, do, we, we add a new one. But listen, walk with God. Oh, you also can leave a love offering and prayer request on the website, www.tabernacleofdeliverance.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony, and you also become a partner and leave a love offering to help us with the television broadcast and podcast. Uh, right now, YouTube and Twitter, we don't pay for, but we do pay for the streaming services to connect everything together. Now, listen, until Wednesday night, be faithful to God and obey his word and make sure you got your confidence in the right place. God bless. I'll see you there.